Do you ever worry about not fitting in and then try hard to fit in only to discover that it doesn't feel that great after all? podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm Mary Slocum, and today I'm talking about authenticity, about how we want to be authentic, but find ourselves caught in pretense, and about how mindfulness can guide us to our authentic selves. I am not what I think I am. I am not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. Did you get that? Jay Shetty, the once monk and now podcaster and writer, often shares this insight. He says he heard it from a philosophy teacher. Let me say it again. I am not what I think I am. I am not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. What it says is that who we think we are goes through filters, the filter of others around us, and also our filter of what we think those around us believe to be true about us, and our own filter about what we believe to be true. Filters distort and obscure what is here right now. Seeing ourselves clearly is a treasure, but one that is often obscured by pretense, exaggeration, the need to please, storytelling, judgment, shame, and other kinds of conditioning. These obscure our authentic selves. They signal that we are caught in the endless pursuit to enhance a perceived appearance or achieve a certain place in a group or in society or to be judged as worthy by others. We want people to like us, and so we decide what it is that someone would find attractive, and we do our best to be that. Maybe it has to do with our looks or our smarts or about talking about people we know and the places we've been. Or we really want to feel that we belong, so we figure out what values the group we want to belong to has and we do our best to exhibit those values. We're always making choices about what we say what we do, and how we appear. We can choose to be ourselves, or we can choose to be the way we want to be seen, or the way we think others perceive us, or the way we think we are. We all want to be seen. It's a shared human need. And we are very good at not showing who we really are, because we're afraid that if we do, others will reject us or not find us pleasing. 
or we distort who we are because we get caught up in some aspect of ourselves and think that that one thing is who we are. We choose to whittle ourselves into some shape or size that's not authentic in the hopes that we'll be seen and accepted. We forget the truth that we are the space big enough for all and that we are multiple things. As Walt Whitman said in his poem, The Song of Myself, I am large, I contain multitudes. Think about this. We choose to be authentic or not. And how are we inauthentic? Inauthenticity is everywhere. Do you ever find yourself being pretentious, attempting to make something about yourself more grand than it really is? Or maybe you find yourself being a people pleaser because you want others to think you are kind. Maybe you hear yourself saying, oh, it's no problem for me, even though you know it is. I used to do this all the time. And I would suffer because I would realize that I didn't have the time, space, or energy to do what I had said I would do wholeheartedly and well. Or maybe you try to appear to know something when you don't know anything about it. Maybe you're trying to fit in or trying not to rock the boat. Or perhaps you feel you're constantly in the court of self-judgment defending yourself against the judgments of others. Or maybe you constantly worry how you're coming across to others, when in reality, no one is judging you. You just think they are. Now, let's be honest. People do judge. We judge ourselves, and we judge others. So sometimes the other person is judging you. Or maybe you go along with what someone else says. Or you go along with someone else's behavior or their plan, even if you don't agree with it. Or it goes against your values. But you go along because you don't want to be judged by others in the group. You are afraid to say no. Do you ever find yourself trying to win approval by changing or softening your opinion? or by paying insincere compliments, or by feeling worried when someone disagrees with you? Do you ever find yourself putting up a good front to hide how you're feeling or hide some situation you find yourself in? When a good friend or your partner asks, how are you? And you answer, great, but inside you're suffering the weight of some situation. How does that feel? Do you ever find yourself spreading bad news or gossip to gain attention or simply to be heard? Or maybe you embellish stories not to make a point or share some value, but to bolster your perception of the audience's perception of your worth. Do you ever ask for permission when you don't need to? Uh, Is it okay with you or do you mind if... 
Do you ever find yourself apologizing? Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry about this. I'm so sorry about that. You're sorry about your words and deeds when no one has expressed disapproval. Or maybe you found yourself behaving in a conformist way in order to fit in. Or maybe you behave in a nonconformist way in order to draw attention to yourself. Perhaps you have found yourself going against the grain of your own core values because you want to be seen by a certain person or group. As you can see, the list of ways in which we are not authentic is long, and this isn't even the whole list. I'm sure that when you sit down with yourself, other ways of being inauthentic will surface. We behave in these inauthentic ways not because we are bad people, not because we are stupid or naive, but because we want so desperately to fit in and be accepted. We want to belong and be accepted in the groups we want to be part of or in relationships or even to fit in with some limited or one-sided perceptions of ourselves. We get lost in conditioned behaviors or beliefs that we have learned. It's a paradox. We want to be seen. We want to be authentic. And yet, we habitually act in ways that hide who we really are. These kinds of inauthentic behaviors and beliefs keep us from being fully in the moment with intention and curiosity. When your mind is fixed on winning the approval of others or bolstering a fragile ego self, there isn't any room for noticing novel aspects of a situation. And there's no space to step back and pause to get the big picture or to ask, what's happening now? When we do notice that we've fallen into the mindlessness of inauthentic thinking, believing, and behaving, it can be challenging to go up against our conditioning. Our conditioning that we must be perfect in every way, or that we must fit in, or that we must do what everyone else is doing, or we have to step up and do whatever is asked of us. It can be difficult. Going up against inauthenticity won't help us. Pushing away inauthentic tendencies only strengthens them. And if we do manage to move out of the comfort of inauthentic behaviors, at first we may feel, oh yeah, I can change. And then resistance arises and the inauthenticity gets stronger because our minds cling to our inauthentic habits. The good news is that this can be a starting point. Something in us wants to change, and something doesn't. First, we can be with what doesn't want to change. We can be with what is resisting change in a friendly and a kind way. We know how to do this. Recognize it. Acknowledge it. Investigate it. Note what is happening and show ourselves compassion and gratitude for taking the time and space to be with it. Interestingly, 
if we have even a little bit of self-awareness when we're being inauthentic, something in us usually notices some bodily sensations that feel tight, tense, or somehow constricted, or in some other way closed or unbalanced. These sensations are messages to pause and bring our whole awareness right now to these sensations. This can be another starting point. It allows us to step back and take in the big picture. It gives us the moment we need to get curious, open our hearts and ask ourselves, oh, what's happening here? Asking little questions without any attachment to the answer is a powerful mindfulness tool. There are many little questions we can ask. We might ask, Is there something in me not feeling comfortable with this situation or with these people? Is there something in me not wanting to be disapproved of? Is there something in me wanting to be seen? Is there something in me worried that this person or these people won't like me? Is there something in me that doesn't feel genuine? Asking little questions and listening deeply reveals much to us. And as long as we can recognize, acknowledge, and be with whatever is arising without judgment, we can ask a lot of little questions. And in this way, much is revealed to us, and we gain wisdom about how our minds work. Once we are conscious about what is going on right now, we can choose to change. When I used to catch myself falling into people-pleaser mode, I would recognize and acknowledge it. Oh yeah, people-pleaser mode is here. Allowing it, I would ask little questions. First of all, can I be with this right now? And this is a really important question because sometimes we get identified with what is going on in the moment and we lose touch with our spacious, grounded self. We feel that what's going on is all of us. So the question, can I be with this now, uncovers for us whether we are identified with what's happening or are we coming from our whole self that's spacious, grounded, loving, and unbounded. Our whole self is totally aware and is aware when something in us is not feeling right. Just knowing this much about how your mind works is really helpful and powerful. It can be a surprise that you are identified, and it can be really helpful. Using that information You can take some time to step back, open up some space, and then ask another little related question. Hey, do you know I'm here with you? So when my people-pleaser part would be on board, I would ask, Hey, do you know I'm here? And if the answer was yes, then I knew that my whole spacious, grounded, and loving self was here and I could be with the people-pleaser in me, I would know that I was not identified. The little question, can I be with this, is important for another reason, too. Remembering that at any time, if it feels too closed in, or too big, 
or overwhelming, then reestablish your safety. You might bring your awareness to your feet, feeling them on the ground and wiggling your toes. You might open your eyes and reconnect to the space around you and name five things that you see in the space or the room. You might get up and take a walk or make a cup of tea. And if a feeling of overwhelm arises, check in with yourself and ask yourself, do I need some professional help and support? And if the answer is yes, then get it. Now you can investigate with curiosity what you're feeling in your body or near your body right now and where you're feeling it in the body. And you can ask other little questions such as, is there something it wants to tell me? Or is it there something it wants me to know? Or is there something more here? When my people pleaser would be with me, I would sense a voice over my shoulder telling me to be agreeable and not to be selfish. And I always felt my diaphragm tighten up, almost as though it was hard to breathe. Nurturing yourself with kindness and self-compassion by letting yourself know that it's okay. It's okay and I'm here. Or, hey dude, I'm here with you, is really important. This is how we practice mindful investigation. This is how we discover what feels true to us. This is how we establish and reinforce our purpose and our core values. This is how we learn to live authentically. To practice mindful investigation and to change mindfully, we have to be able to focus and concentrate. If we can't notice or pay attention to what's happening, if our minds are racing or are feeling topsy-turvy and crazy, then we won't be able to investigate anything because we'll be all over the place. This is why our meditation practice of concentration is so important. Focusing the mind on an object, such as the breath, and staying with it over time trains our attention and calms and steadies the mind. This is why we practice being aware of the breath a lot. It's essential. We need this kind of attention and calmness of mind to notice and then to change our behaviors and beliefs. So I encourage you to practice mindful meditation of the breath or of sounds or of whatever object you like before you begin investigating. Know that your mind is solid, steady, balanced, and calm will make your investigation fruitful. So before anything else, cultivate mindfulness of concentration. If you are moved to support the podcast, become a member through Patreon. You can join at patreon.com backward slash your mindful life. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com backward slash your mindful life, all one word. And please subscribe, follow, and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify 
or wherever you listen. As always, I'm grateful to you, my audience, and I'm grateful to the people behind the scenes who make this podcast possible. Ali Allen for logo and podcast cover design, Gorgias Romero for the original music, audio engineering and production, Bill Rafferty for technical web support, and Margaret Haas for announcing the show. Be well, be mindful.